Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. What is happening, Chicago Bulls Nation? 119-111 is the final score for the Chicago Bulls who fall to 9-13 and after coming up just a bit short against the dreaded Golden State Warriors. I am your host right now, Big Dave. Follow me at Bow Sports. That is that man, Will Gottlieb. Follow him at Will underscore, underscore Gottlieb. Matt is going to join us soon. He's working out some issues with his computer. He doesn't want, you know, any next man up, Dave. It's next man up. Yeah, he doesn't want any lagging or anything when he starts yelling. So we just want to make sure it's coming through clear and it's coming through right. But like I said earlier, 119, 111 is the final score. Will, I'm going to be real with you. This is the happiest I've been after a loss this season. For the Chicago Bulls, like I told you, I came in sweaty because I was actually up and cheering and excited, and I couldn't believe the Bulls were back in this game. This was a game that they usually give away. I was prepared to come in here and talk about forgetting about this game, throwing it away, moving on to the next one. I was prepared to say the game was over in the second quarter when they went on the 8-0 run with 48 seconds to go. And I, w- I was ready for all of that. And the Bulls said, no, we're, we're not quitting on this one. My head is still spinning. I, I don't know if I have any idea what just happened. Uh, <laughs> they were down like 20, like yeah. halfway through the fourth quarter. Like wh- what yeah. just happened? That was wild. I like put my head down to start like, you know, you know like we watch games together. You know, like when the, the outcome is kind of decided, I start to like do a little bit of my writing, like look into what I'm going to start to do so i'm not up until 3 a.m writing so i put my head down for like two minutes and all of a sudden it's like a four-point game i'm like what is going on right now yeah uh yeah i i still kind of have no idea but um i think kind of what it came down to was like the warriors got to a point where they felt like pretty comfortable Mm -hmm. and the bulls just like didn't fall on their ass they just kind of like kept with it they kept with it javante and Dragic are out of this world sometimes and they just they happened. They Javante and Dragic happened to the Warriors. It was a moment, Will, in the fourth quarter when I saw Klay Thompson and Steph Curry sitting on the bench. And I saw Klay Thompson with the ice bags on his knees. And I immediately thought of the 90s Bulls because that was a staple shot of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen after they were up 25 or 30. They would have the ice bags on their knees and the game was over. And that was my first flash. It was the back. Warriors in 2015, 16, 17. Exactly. Like, exactly. They, exactly. They're no, but, they're no uh, stranger to this. Exactly. And and when I saw it, that's, but that's what I thought of when I saw it. I immediately thought of the Bulls. But you're right. The Warriors are no strangers to it. But my first thought went straight back to Jordan. And and I was like, oh, man, I hate this feeling. You know, my team is, you know, getting dogged out by Golden yeah, State again on their home floor. Like nine and one. There. Nine and one Golden State is at home, you know. Uh, Jordan Poole, we'll get into him in a minute, just lost his mind and did all that. But they brought it back. And the one thing, we'll we'll talk about Billy's adjustments because he did a lot of them uh, tonight. But the one that I'm really excited about was the one that I talked about the most the last time we did this podcast was running this offense through Vooch. You saw a lot of that, especially in the fourth quarter. He had an excellent game, a very efficient game. And you saw the whole... To borrow from Mark, to borrow from uh, Marv Albert, the entire repertoire from Nikola Vucevic tonight. You saw the three-point shooting. You saw the jump shots from the mid-range. You saw the post-ups. You saw the repost, and then you saw the excellent passing. Will finding those guys cutting and finding those shooters in corners. You're absolutely right. It was one of those games where, like you know, you know, I like the post-up 
the right there's got to be a time and place for it right like yeah. i want to see the bulls go to vooch but like they can't just like force it and tonight it was kind of the opposite it was like they were going to vooch and he was like i got clay thompson on me but i'm kicking it out like what are you doing vooch keep going like you're 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 punking these guys down here you got 23 points you're nine of 17 and uh seven of ten from inside the arc so like mm-hmm. i wanted to see more of vooch tonight i thought he left a little bit on the table, especially with Demar playing the way that he did, and we could talk more about that. Zach getting himself into some really stupid foul trouble early that really affected his game. Um, I thought this was a game where Fuchs had to be the the star that stepped up. You know, he doesn't really have that opportunity as much as maybe Zach and Demar do, just being sort of like the more ball dominant guys. It's kind of like tonight, you know, uh, we got. Matt Peck sitting out on the on the sideline, uh, Zach and Vooch. We gotta we gotta step our games up, and uh, yeah, I mean, I thought I thought Vooch played really well. Um, the the challenge of guarding a team like this with a mm. slow footed big man, um, he got you know he got beat a few times, but like he really made up for it. And I think that's really the key when you have a center like that is you have to be able to make up for it with your offense. You need to be just good enough on defense, and you have to really make them pay on offense. And I thought he did just that. And I think that's also what, why, uh, well, you didn't see all of his game also because of that reason right there. Um, they, the small ball that they play, but just not even the small ball that they play, but just the ball movement that they have and always having to get out on shooters, man. It is, it is like watching live Tetris when watching them play basketball because that ball is constantly moving. They know the ins and outs. They know the offense so well, they run things with their eyes closed. It seems like. It's just really honestly fun to watch. If you're a basketball nerd, it's just fun to watch. It is just absolutely beautiful to watch the Warriors play. Um, I want to call out one specific play. It was a split action early in the second quarter um, between Dante DiVincenzo and Jordan Poole, like two guys that, you know, these are not, I mean, they're good players, right? Like Jordan Poole has been phenomenal. He scored 30 points tonight. DiVincenzo has been a solid rotation player for his career. But like these aren't guys that are going to be like beating you single-handedly, and mm-hmm. uh, they they ran a split uh, post-split action where Poole entered the ball from the top of the key to the wing uh, to Divincenzo. Divincenzo dumped it into the post, and Poole uh, cuts to the wing. And as he's going there, he draws two defenders because of his shooting ability. So the man that is guarding him and the man that's guarding Divincenzo. Both, their, both those defenders collapse on a pool, leaving DiVincenzo wide open to cut down the lane. Uh, the post player dumps it to DiVincenzo. The help comes. He swings it to the corner. Help comes. He swings it to the to the wing. Help comes. He swings it back to Poole, who hit the three. And it's like, that is Warriors basketball. That is just basketball perfection. That mm. is how they do it. And it's not with Stephen Clay. It's with Dante DiVincenzo and Jordan Poole. And so all that to say, they play to their system. They know who they are. And they it's not like... It's not like a situation, and I don't mean this critically, but like the Bulls have shaped their offense based on who they have, right? Like, you know, there are games where DeMar will just get into his mid-range, and that's kind of what it is. There are games like tonight where Vooch is really playing well and facilitating out of the post. But the Warriors, no matter who they've got out there, they're playing this brand of basketball, and they they bring guys in to play this brand of basketball. And when it works, it just works so well. And I thought the Bulls defended it pretty well, but like good offense beats good defense. Like that's just that's just how it is. Yeah, like they were saying on the broadcast, you know, three is better than two. And, three is better and than two. Running that math, um, baby. Seriously, <laughs> math. The math was mathing for them. But um, well, I'm, I'll get into the Warriors and, and praising them a little later. I, I still want to praise the Bulls just at how well they played. Um, not only Vooch, but you also mentioned, uh, as you call it, the greatest duo in the NBA history. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say history. I just said this, this year, this season. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Javante Green, but you know uh, what? They might be guys, the best. They, they might be. They might be the best. The impact. And the impact was immediate. Uh, I thought uh, in the first quarter. I thought it was immediate, just by the cutting and just by the slashing, uh, having somebody to worry about all the time, and that's what Javante Green is going to bring you every single time: the cutting, the slashing, and just having to worry about that kind of athleticism. Then you saw it turned over into the fourth quarter because he turned that over into defense and getting some excellent steals, man, getting those, that big and one. I wish you could have been here with me, Will, for real, bro. I threw my shirt against the wall. I was so charged, bro. Like, I was like, oh, I was I was right with him, man. Like, I was so hyped up 
uh, when that happened. And then Dragic and, and just the great things that he did uh, as well, man. But talk about uh, that duo and how, how you felt they played tonight. Well, let's start with the the starting group because as we talked about pregame, Billy made uh, a switch to the starting unit. He mm. pulled Io and Patrick and put in uh, Alex Caruso and Javante, which I thought was the right move. Uh, those those two, Io and Patrick, have been sliding a little bit, not playing their best ball. Um, Patrick especially. Io had a, a pretty decent night off the bench. Mm. Um, Patrick, man, just looking a little lost, but we, we can get to him. Um yeah, so I just they, they you know what you're getting from them. There's never any question. It's not like, well, if he's hitting his threes, then then he'll have a good game. It's like right. the defense travels, the defense, the activity, um, tipping balls away, hands in the passing mm-hmm. lane, all this like cliche high school coach speak. It's like you see the impact. It's like not it's not a joke. These guys like really make an impact on the NBA level against the NBA champions. Like it, it's it's uh it's really special to watch them. And then uh, Dragic didn't do a whole lot during the first half, but like the second half, man, he, he really just changed the energy of the game. He was running mm-hmm. up and down. He made a couple of threes, as we mentioned before, like the bulls. Uh, I don't know exactly what it was at halftime, but um, I can look it up here in a second. They did not shoot the ball. Well, again, in the first half, surprise, surprise, uh, six <laughs> of 15 for yeah. three. So then Dragic comes in, he hits two. And it just changes the pace of the game. Like they still only finished um, nine of 27, which is like just straight up not good enough. But um, he, he adds that element. He gets downhill. He gives you the three-point shooting. He gives you the pace. Um, he's, he's able to like facilitate the ball and help other guys get better. Like we just don't really see that from a lot of the players on this team where they're like creating shot opportunities for other guys. And I think that's what you saw from Dragic. And then on the other side of it, Javante is just, he's the finisher. He's the the play finisher mm-hmm. He gets those tip-ins. He gets offensive rebounds. He gets those, uh, you know, ro- those short roll lobs or layups or whatever it is. Like they just they mesh really well together, and they give that that trio of Zach Demar and Vooch this element that I think we kind of missed with Lonzo, right? Like that element of of speed and energy in the ball and um, getting up and down and making sure that it doesn't bog down and get stagnant. So uh, you you just kind of saw them at their best in that second half, I thought. Yeah. Uh, comments are popping. Everybody's going in. Definitely some people jumping off the deep end once again. Uh, but there is some positivity here. Uh, holding a bag recording. Shout out to you, sir. Uh, says so close, so close to the win, but building determination and rotation analytics comes from this. And uh, Anthony saying, Big Dave, you either win or you lose, boss. I, I don't know what that means, but yes, you either it's win. It's true. You either or you, you lose. This, you is, lose. this is a fact, Anthony. You either win or you lose the game. That's a, and that's they a lost straight the up game. That is, that is what we're here for. We are here for facts. Uh, Brandon with the I hate the moral victory outlook. That's a game you have to win if you want to go to the <laughs> if you want to go to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to win. Yeah, everybody wants to win. And I'm not here for your moral victories. I'm just saying this is the happiest I've been after a loss uh, for this Bulls team because they were getting their ass whooped and handed to them uh, by this team that they haven't beaten in 10 games. And so just watching them make that comeback just made me like, yeah, okay, good. I like that because they could have laid down like easily. They could have laid down see, you and, and they could have quit, Will, <laughs> but they didn't do that. They, they continued to play and they continued to come out and go for it. Now, if you want to go to the playoffs – I mean, you know, these games are a little bit too early. You know what I'm saying? For that, in my opinion, a little bit too early to determine that playoff thing. But, yeah, of course you want to win, man. But I just will. I'm happy at the way they played. I really am. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to see a level of compete. And we, we talked about it pregame. We've talked about it a million times since we started doing the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are games like, you know, referring to the literally the same example, the Pat Connaughton three in the corner last year where six right. minutes into the game that that yeah. just finishes them yeah. and that there's no ability to come back. And I think that's who the bulls were last year. And mm-hmm. I was worried that that was who they were going to be tonight, but they, they came back and you need to see that level of compete. That's like, you know, when you, when you go through a game, you've had a loss and you're going and watching film, you don't just say like, throw it out. It's a loss. We don't look at it. No, you look at the things that you did well and you try to build on them and you look at the things you didn't do well and you try to, correct the the mistakes i think Mm -hmm. this is an area where you look to it and you say yes we lost this game yes we're four games under 500 that is not a great place to be but like look at we what we've done 
to now build and, and try to get better. And if they can take this and, and grow with it, uh, I think you you just have a little bit extra that that is something that they just didn't have last year that, that really held them back at times last year. Um, they've done it now multiple times against really good teams. They've had some stinker losses. They've had some heartbreaking losses. But you need to have this kind of ability to bounce back and, and to fight through adversity. Um, again, not for me, it's not like a moral victory. Right. But uh, I think it's it's like if they were to have you know, shot 30 for 30 from the free throw line or gotten up 45 threes and hit 40% of them. You know what I mean? It's like, it's something that you can point to and say, we did this well, let's keep doing that well. Evan Davis says, where's Matt? You guys are way too chipper about this loss. You love how the Bulls played. They lost, they were down by 20 at one point. You're absolutely right, they were. And they cut the lead to one. And I was very excited about that. And also, they had there was a foul on Stephen Curry that I don't know, they just said he didn't get hit. I don't know how the hell that happened. I don't know how that rose will. I don't know if you saw something different than I did, but for me, it looked like he clearly smacked him upside his shoulder and his head. And yeah, that they was, just said, that was no, tough. that's not a foul. I don't so know the one you're referring was. to was fourth quarter, a couple minutes left. Steph picked up his sixth foul, would have fouled him out on yeah. a drive from Zach Levine, who would have gotten at the free throw line. I think it was like a four-point game or six-point game at that point. So it was like there was a chance that that could have been a real swing play. Steve Kerr challenged, and Draymond Green clearly had verticality. That was not a foul on him, but you kind of see Steph swipe from the top and get Zach on his shoulder. Uh, mm-hmm. They showed a couple angles of it, and like the the initial angle looked like he really got hit, but the second one, it looked like his hand came down, but not very hard, and it didn't really like affect the play at all. Kind of like incidental contact. So um, it's a tough one when you when you see a call and overturn it, right? As opposed to like. Oh, there's just there's not like irrefutable evidence that we can that we can overturn it. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's tough, but you know I wasn't I wasn't too upset about it just because like what can you do? But it, it definitely it did swing the I think trajectory of the game. Obviously the Warriors went on to win and Steph was a part of that. So um, you know who knows what would have happened if if the Bulls got away with that one. But uh, yeah, Draymond hits the corner three and and that was kind of it. <laughs> oh, we're glorifying late game effort. Lord help us. Oh, I'm sorry. I was excited that the Bulls got the game to one. I mean, you weren't excited during that. What the hell were you doing during that point in time? Is my question. When the Bulls got, did you just cut the game on at the end? And I missed that whole. So, did you I miss was so surprised that, that I just didn't even on, know man. what emotion to have? I was like, I just, I still can't believe that they were down twenty. Dude, they were down twenty. That's the point. They were down twenty, and it was a wrap. So instead of, I don't know if you know this, but getting your ass whipped by twenty. But actually coming back and making an effort to come in and win the game, you feel a little bit better. At least I do. I feel a little bit better on that. I'm not happy they lost. Nobody's excited they lost the fucking game, dog. Nobody's happy about that, man. But, dude, they battled back. And that's something that, like Will said, that we didn't see from this team last year. Once one thing happened, it was over. It was done for. They were finished. They weren't trying again. And it felt like that in this game. Like I said, my whole mood was different. Bro, my whole mood was different, Will. I was ready to come in here and just be depressed about it and back it up and say, just move on from this. Like, go on ahead and get to get to Sacramento. But no, they came in there and fought. They came in there and fought. And I like the fact that they did that shit, man. So I think you should get on that one, bro. Like, real talk. You should get on that one. And don't worry, Dave, y'all. It's coming. He's Dave on the seeing the, uh, the the bright side of things, that's a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On brand. And speaking of on brand, Matt Peck is coming. Don't you worry. He is on the way. Matt Peck is on the way, y'all. Hat throws and all will be in full effect. Boom, right there in your face. As soon as I say it to you, y'all. Oh, Matt, they don't want to hear that positivity. They don't want the joy and they don't want the happiness. What's going on? They don't want the happiness of the Bulls making a run. And bringing this game close, but please, they are they are here for you for negativity and anger, Matt. So please handle your business. You know, I'm I'm honestly not that angry tonight, guys. Like I saw somebody no, in the I'm comments not. saying wins are wins and losses are losses. So you know you can't be too happy with whatever you want to call it a moral victory tonight. But I'm kind of with what you were just saying, Dave. Like the Bulls fought their way back into this game against the defending champion. A 500 team coming in today, but they're a damn near 100% team on their own home floor. And the Bulls fought their way back into a game 
Warriors let him a little bit. We saw the Warriors deal with turnovers like that team has had issues with this entire championship window of theirs. They're a turnover-prone team at times when they're being lazy and careless. And the, the Bulls use that to fight their way back into the game. Uh, you know, a couple of plays go differently down the stretch. You know, Zach had that really uh, untimely travel uh, late in the game when they were making that comeback. But he also hit a really timely three to get that Warriors lead down to one. And then, oh, what? What were we supposed to be like? Well, you know, Draymond Green hits some, you know, big threes late in game sometimes. You just got to roll with that. Like, what? What? <laughs> like, no, credit on, to like... the Bulls. Credit to the they were dying. Yeah. They were down 19 late in the third, and they fought all the way back to within one. I'm, I'm giving them credit before I'm yelling about anything. Exactly. Yeah, because that's called logic. Like we said, whether it's going to be positive or it's going to be negative, y'all, it's going to be logic first. First and foremost, before we get into all that kind of shit, man. So that's what it is, man. So, yes, Matt, coming in with the logic. I appreciate you so much, sir. But we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get back into this. We're going to talk about more about what Golden State did. Uh, we're going to dive a little bit more into DeMar DeRozan's game and how he played tonight. And we're going to talk about how it looked for the two young guys uh, coming off the bench in Patrick Williams and that man, Ayo. Sumu, who is, I don't know if y'all know this, but he's a friend of this show. That's what I've been told. Is this a thing? Is it true? Yeah, yeah it's true. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. The rumors are true. Guys, <laughs> you're just in time to you're just in time to tell all of our listeners and viewers that they need to be trying Green Ridge Farm products if they aren't mm. already. Delicious mm. meats and cheeses. Chicago local company offering you a variety of better all-natural options. Makers of all-natural deli meat sausages and their famous meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating. Come to our CHGO Bears tailgate before Bears Packers this Sunday. Happy hours. School lunches. These all-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours. With 16 grams of protein per stick. They make a perfect post-workout snack. You guys know that I was working out while watching that game. Then I had some Green Ridge meat sticks after the workout. If you haven't tried them yet, you're missing out. Delicious because they're made from recipes generations in the making and being all natural. Exactly, Dave. They deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco and Sam's Club, plus all of your local Chicagoland grocery stores. And right now, when all of our listeners and viewers shop at GreenRidgeFarm.com, their website, put any three products of theirs in your shopping cart, then add some meat sticks to that shopping cart. Those meat sticks will be free. F-R-E-E, free meat sticks with promo code CHGO at checkout. Try them. You won't be disappointed. Get some meat up in your life at GreenRidgeFarm.com. Promo code CHGO. Uh, Thrillinium, what time is it? Game time, Mm, that's what I was waiting on, baby. It's dramatic the hottest new ticket pause. in sight. That means dramatic pause. Yes. That hottest new ticket in sight that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in that seat you thought you never could have? That 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at the concert is possible with the game time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought that your wonderful self could never, ever buy. You won't find better deals this season to watch the beloved Chicago Bulls, y'all. And just like here at CHGO, created by the fans and for the fans, and it guarantees you the lowest price. So if you love CHGO, and we know that you do, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in that description, then clicking that thumbs up that Will the Thrill is going to put up in a few seconds and show you just how that thumb looks because he is just like his hair. It is perfect. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Because Matt Peck, what time is it, sir? Game time. Who? Feel it in ya. That's a beautiful day. But yeah, so I wanted to talk about also, I wanted to get into uh the young guys that that went to the bench we 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 praised Javante we we praised Alex for what they did in the starting lineup but then there was the other side of that uh the young guys that went to the bench Ayo Desumu and Patrick Williams now Ayo I thought came out hot he came, he came out and it and it felt like he was kind of in his place and he was like yeah I kind of like this this is comfortable for me right here 
came out, hit his first couple shots. He was four for four from the field, hit that three-pointer from the corner to start it off. Nine points, five rebounds, uh, three assists in 20 minutes. He, he was solid. He was solid in his. Only one turnover also uh, for Ayo, man. I thought he was he was good in his role, and I thought he played that. Patrick Williams, he didn't look like he was at that comfort level yet. He looked like he was still kind of finding himself. I mean, he did have seven points in 18 18- – I mean, in uh, 18 minutes, but he just didn't look like that, Will. Like, he, he looked like he still was trying to figure it out out there. Yeah, seven points, but three of nine shooting. Like, that's terrible efficiency. Uh, mm-hmm. Minus 10 on the game. Found himself guarding Jordan Poole a lot, which is just seems like it would be a recipe for disaster because of, you know, Patrick, I think, generally does better on bigger guys and worse on really shifty guards. So, like, that... Just seemed like, uh, you know, we talked about him guarding Booker. Felt like maybe there was something there, but, like, just pools too too shifty and quick. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, like, he just hasn't been good, to put it bluntly. Like, the past couple games, same with Io, but he really bounced back, as you said. Uh, it's just this is going to be kind of how it is until something changes with Patrick. It's going to be there are some moments, and it's going to be there are – you know long drags of the season where he just isn't doing what you want he had a a nice putback dunk um had some moments but like yeah i mean just just not good enough yeah and look i mean i saw a tweet from casey johnson after this game when he was talking to billy donovan about moving pat to the bench and billy said he thought that it would get pat uh, to be more aggressive offensively. And, you know, we've, we've talked about that before, guys, about maybe moving Pat, uh, whether it be him or Io, into the second unit to make them feel like they have what it takes to be offensive aggressors when they're playing in a second unit as opposed to, you know, where am I supposed to get my touches when I'm sharing the floor with Zach, Damar, and Vooch? Um, so, you know, Billy's kind of gone back and forth on that. We wondered coming into the season if Pat was going to earn that starting spot. Whether or not we all feel and believe that he earned it, he got it. And now here we are back where we were, which was wondering whether or not Javante should have been in that starting lineup all along. And, I mean, Javante played great tonight. You can't deny that. He helped them get back in that game. Yeah. A couple couple more more quick uh, Patrick notes. Um, He said via Casey Johnson here just a second ago on Twitter that he kind of expected – the demotion. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Um, as you said, Matt, like Billy said, in doing this, I told him I wanted him to be more aggressive and that I wanted to to uh, just look at something different and that there needs to be more consistency. So I think, I mean, we're all kind of on the same page with him. Like my, my ideal starting lineup ahead of the season was the one that they trotted out today for the first time. But you don't like hope for that, you know, with – Patrick Williams struggling in mind. Like you want to see him succeed. You want to see him have the same reaction to getting benched that Io had, which was I'm going to come out and I'm going to hit a three right away. And then I'm going to take the ball to the basket and hit a pull-up jumper. Like that's what you wanted to see from Patrick. And um, yeah, I mean, you just, you just didn't. And I don't know if that's like a not really within his game or it's like a weird matchup or whatever it is, but like they, they needed something from somebody when you have a Damar four for 15 game, you need something from somebody. I think they got a little bit from Vooch. They got a lot from Javante and Dragic, but like somebody else has to, has to come up and, and deliver. And, uh, you know, we just, we haven't seen that from Pat, not just this game, but really at all this season, like he's had moments, but he hasn't really like taken uh, like actively taken a step forward in that sense. Mm. Yeah. And that's true. Like he, I mean, facts of facts, man. And uh, Joe, the blacksmith, uh, kind of with the question about that. Uh, do the Bulls lose this game if Billy Donovan keeps Javante out there to close and DeRozan on the bench? The momentum they built in the fourth instantly died when DeMar was subbed in around the three-minute mark. Like, that's a hard thing to do. And he's right. Like, they, they did make their run uh, when DeMar went to the bench, even though DeMar was out there that entire third quarter and about the first four minutes of, of that fourth quarter. But – when he went in, went to that bench, then things started to kind of run through Vooch more. And Zach was still kind of playing a facilitator role. And obviously when he hit that three, I mean, that was some catching and shooting going on uh, for Zach Levine. And, of course, uh, Dragic was doing this thing like that. So how do you guys feel about that? Do you feel like they, they would have had a better shot at this if they left the Rosen on the bench? That's a tough one. I think um, the the way that the game sort of – 
dictated itself was such that Demar played a lot during the third quarter because it felt like it was going to be over. So you let him kind of ride out those minutes and then uh, you bring him off. And that's really where the run starts. It's kind of like the same concept to me of just like, how much can you let Javante and Crusoe play? Like how many minutes can those guys get over the course of the, of a game where they're giving you the things that they're good at and you're not stretching them too far so that they can't provide you with that energy. Like you can't go out there and provide five Javante energy in 36 minutes a night. You just can't do that. Mm. Same thing with Caruso. Um, so you, you have to limit them uh, to get the most out of them. And I think, you know, it wasn't a situation like, I don't know if there was anything like going on behind the scenes. I don't think it's like a precedent that if you're shooting poorly, like Billy's going to bench you down the stretch. I don't think like just because he did that to Zach, he's going to now do it to DeMar. Um, DeMar also was like getting to the line. He obviously heated up during the third quarter. So it wasn't like he was just completely a disaster after the 0 for 6 start in the first half. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's for me, it's really tough to to look at your star player and say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull you out, especially, you know, a week and a half after you've already done that to the other guy. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the thought of taking DeMar out of a game when you're trying to win that game, it just seems baffling. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, we call the man the king in the fourth. And, like, yeah, he had a, you know, not his best night tonight. But to me, that's even more ludicrous than what Billy did to Zach last week, when Zach or last weekend, whatever it was, the Orlando game. Zach, I mean, because Zach was playing so poorly that him being on the floor was hurting the Bulls' chances to win the game. I do not think that that would be the case with DeMar DeRozan, even though the Bulls started making that comeback with him getting his rest and him off the floor. Mm -hmm. The man is still a bucket getter, and this team has an issue getting buckets late in close games. And that's what, that's the role that he has served for this team since he's been here. Yeah. And the biggest difference between that also, Matt, is one of 14, Zach Levine couldn't provide you points any other kind of way because he wasn't going to get to the foul line. We saw him get fouled and they still said you didn't get fouled. You watched it. You watched him get slapped and they were like, nah, we ain't seen nothing. Nope. Didn't happen. But DeMar DeRozan still went to the line nine times. So he's still going to get to the free throw line and find a way to score. And also he threw in six rebounds and seven assists on top of that for you. So that's why you it's hard to just say, you know what? No, I'm not going to need you in here. And if your game is going to be that close, if you're going to get it down to one, I want him in the game, man. Period. That's the he, he we have a shirt. <laughs> like it's the king in the fourth, bro. That's what he is. You you put the king in the fourth and you let him do what he do. Now, he started off slow, of course. I, I, I don't think he hit a shot. Great job right there, Mr. Nichols, right on point with that king in the fourth shirt. Go ahead and get you that. Put that on your body and look even sexier than you already are. Hook yourself up. Ugh, that's a great Christmas gift as well. But you, you leave him in the game for these kind of situations. This is what he's built for. This is what he wants to do, man. This, it's DeMar DeRozan, dog. Uh, do, do you see it differently, Will? Or it's just, yeah. I mean, I no. I, I feel like you kind of have to have him in. I yeah. That's just that's just how it is. Like that's you, just you how just it can't is. you can't do that. And I agree with what you said, Dave. In terms of like he's still offering you something, even if it's not if the shot isn't falling. Whereas I think Zach, the way he's playing right now, is not good enough. Like he, if his shot is not falling, what is he giving you? His defense yeah. is not great. He isn't like creating offense for other guys. And so what what do you do out there? Especially if he's like continuing to take shots away from other guys. So I think DeMar at the very least, like you put the ball in his hands, he's going to make the right play. He's going to find the open man. He'll set somebody up. But um, yeah, it's just, and then I think on top of that, like he did start to heat up in the third quarter. So it's like, you know, if he had a, if he had a really bad third quarter, like I said, I mean, 0 for 6 in the first half, if he were to have followed that up, with over three or over four or whatever. I mean, he missed a dunk in the second yes, quarter. Like, that's that's oh, the kind of game man, he was yep. having. Yes, so he did. If he if he continued that kind of that kind of stretch, then maybe it's a different story. But yeah, for for the way that he sort of picked things up and the the kind of player he is overall, it felt like it was you need him out there a little bit more. Uh, AK yeah. with the uh, AK with the super chat there. That Kobe, that Kobe White touching the ball going out of bounds on the Warriors pissed me Ugh. 
off. I I didn't first of all, I didn't even think he went out of bounds, but he shouldn't even been trying to touch the ball. First of all, like he shouldn't even put himself in that situation. I saw a couple of old Kobe moments tonight. Um, from the point he from the time he got in the game, I just saw a couple of those moments from him, and that's why he wasn't really in the game tonight. Six minutes yeah. of Kobe White, no points. Uh, just took one shot. Uh, and there was a step back three that was ill-advised, by the way. That three-point shot that he took, I was like, bro, that is not the shot, Kobe, right there, man. So tough game for Kobe White, man, because we could have definitely used some of that three-point shooting because I don't know how you guys felt, but before the Bulls made that comeback, and I'm just watching it, even in the third quarter when DeMar's doing his thing, I'm like, man, the Bulls are just only down right now by a three-point shooter. Like, yeah. if they got a three-point shooter in here, this is a different kind of basketball game. And then Dragic, you know, as Will stated, started hitting some threes and things. But, man, it's 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 so glaring, you know what I'm saying, for the Bulls. Like, whether you are super positive or negative or whatever about it, it's super glaring, especially in games like this, when you're going against a team who you know is going to get those shots up. You know Draymond Green hadn't hit two threes all season long, and he was two for two from the three-point line. I talked about Jordan Poole. In the pregame, about how his three point shooting. Yeah, that's, that's, that's your fault, Dave. He Jordan going off tonight is your fault. You jinxed him I into that performance. That. I will take that. I appreciate having that kind of power over a human being, and I, I will use it for good next time. But yeah, he was <laughs> seven to thirteen from the three point line, and I mean just pulling up like the yeah. cockiest human being in the world. He had seven threes. The Bulls had nine. Like, I, yes, I said this right. literally every game. I was going. Like, they it's they almost doubled them up on three-point attempts. It was 27 for the Bulls, 50. 50 for the Warriors, mm-hmm. okay? Nine made threes for the Bulls. 20, they more than doubled you up on threes in a game where you lose by eight. Like, what? Like, Yeah. Well, and I I know that the Bulls were shooting it really well in that first quarter. I don't know if you guys touched on this yet before I hopped on. I think, Will, they were like five of seven from downtown in the first quarter, and they basically played the Warriors even. And Yeah, as that game was slipping away, I went back and checked the box score again, and I was like, okay, they started five of seven. Now they're six of 20. So they were then in quarters two and three and into the early fourth, one of 13. Mm. Classic Bulls, man. Yuck. Yuck. You re- you and really I think the other thing is, like, the, the three-point shooting thing, like, we've talked about it every game, and I'm pretty sure you guys, I hate to say it, I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about it every single game for the rest yeah. of the season because it's either going to be what happened against the Bucks and the Celtics where they get super hot and shoot a ton of threes, and yeah. we're like, holy shit, they got super hot and shot a ton of threes. Or it's going to be like it was – this game and the jazz game and the sun's game where they don't shoot any threes and somehow they are still, they still find a way to be close for me tonight, like putting that aside. And it's very difficult for me to do because it's just so obvious that that needs to change. Like I, I, I told you that like time and time again, over the summer, you put this roster together, even last year at the trade deadline, they're, they're last in threes. Like, how do you not add more shooters putting that aside? What are the bulls really good at? They're good at DeMar Rosen mid-range jumpers. Their effective field goal percentage is really strong. And their free throws. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were 16 of 24 on free throws. DeMar shot four of 15 from the field tonight. If those two things don't happen and you're getting doubled up on threes, I mean, they literally lost a three-point battle by 33 points in a game where they lost by eight points. Mm-hmm. So if those three yeah. things are happening, I promise you the Bulls will not win that game. The, way, yeah. the fact that it was even close was insane. I think the Warriors kind of stopped trying, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, that That is just, you will never win games. You will never win games like that in the year 2022, 2023. And, and like you said, I mean, how many times have we sat here on postgame and said, and done some quick math to be like, oh, the Bulls were outscored by 30 plus behind the three-point line? Because I feel like it's more game, it's more than half the games that that's yeah. the case. Yeah. No, no question and, about it. And and this is where the conversation, I don't know if we're like fully ready to get into it, but like the conversation uh, that we're starting to have pregame comes back into play. And for me, it's like, it's less about, do you blow it up for parts? And um, it's more like, 
how do you fix this? And, and I think like blowing it up is the easy way to fix it, right? Like it's not working. Let's just blow it up because I don't know what else to do. I think it's like, how do you build through the middle? How do you figure out a way to like maximize what you have without completely, you know, draining the cupboard? And for me, I mean, it could not be more obvious. It could not be more obvious that they need three-point shooters. We see what happens when Kobe has one good shooting game, right? Like they win because they have one guy that they can throw out there next to Damar and Vooch and Zach, and he can provide you some spacing and hit an open three when those guys collapse the defense. When they don't have that, and you've got Alex Caruso out there who, God bless him, I mean, he was fantastic defensively, as good as you could possibly be on staff. He's over three, for three. Like, it's just, it's really difficult to win games that way. Put aside the the losing the three-point battle by 33 points. Like, the way that that takes away from the spacing and the ability to create shots from the Bulls' big three. I mean, it could not be more obvious that that is an area of need. Like, Dragic has been a better three-point shooter than any of us thought. Um, so so good for him. But, like, the Bulls need more shooting. They're, still, they're shooting 27 threes a game. That's just, it's, you can't win that way. You cannot win that way. You can't just Matty mm. isn't just crib. I'm just saying, but uh, yeah. Marcos uh, also says uh, I threw my hat three times in the final three minutes. So frustrating with the shot selection at the end of the game. Ugh, Matt, we have to ask you, sir, because people were definitely wanted to know how many times did the hat get thrown during this game against the Warriors? Zero. Zero. What? Oh. I threw something and you didn't. <laughs> you want to know why? Because after pregame, I went over to my living room, got on my couch, took my hat off, and just set it on the couch next to me. Didn't wear my hat. Just didn't that's wear my like, hat for the game. That's like uh, you can't shoot a poor percentage on threes if you just don't take any. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Matt. Exactly. Also, you know, if I accidentally throw my hat and hit my really nice TV in my living room, I wouldn't be upset about that if it, if it uh, you know, damages my TV. The TVs in our office, I'm willing to take that risk. I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I, I don't I throw things in my own house. I only throw things at the office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sound like a smart man, though, actually. You don't get in front of that. Uh, we're going to take another break right here, man. We're going to come back. We're going to finish talking about this Bulls loss uh, to the Golden State Warriors and the next opponent of the Chicago Bulls. But first, I must tell you, there is a company that is more angry than some of the fans out there, a little more upset. And that company is Shady Rays. Why are they angry? They didn't understand, Dave. They ain't understand. They did not understand. They did not get it. The way you what said that last hell? night is still sticking with me. That was so funny. <laughs> they don't understand, Will. They don't get it. They don't understand. They don't understand, man. But they don't understand why them sunglasses are so damn expensive. And so Shady Ray said, guess what? We setting out to change all that shit. You don't have to break the bank for those quality sunglasses in the fall, in the winter, in the summer, or the spring. We going to have you covered with those premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, sustainable durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. That is the Matt Peck lost and broken replacements. Let's say Matt Peck is taking his hat off and just sat it next to him because he's sitting in his plush palatio estate and he doesn't want to damage anything but then he gets up and then he sits back down oh no he has sat on the hat that had the sunglasses on it damn it he has broken the shady rays shady ray said never fear you break them on day one they told us they will send you that brand new pair no questions asked i know they don't two hundred thousand five star reviews ladies and gentlemen they stand behind their product and we stand behind that. Uh. So exclusive for all y'all listeners out there. Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use that code CHGO for 50% off of two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That is a buy one, get one free. What they call that, Matt Peck? BOGO. BOGO for the low low of 54 for sure. 
Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades because it's Shady Rays where the rays are oh so dang shady. Tonight's episode of Post Game, of course, also brought to you all by our great friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Y'all, you know the deal. Any $5 bet on any NBA money line gets you $150 in free bets if your team wins. Plus, you can boost up to 100% with those DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Congrats to any and all of you out there who hit a same-game parlay on tonight's game. I had a parlay that was one off because Jordan Poole did some things. Thanks, Dave. Uh, <laughs> I should have known. But there's now always the next there. game and there's always tomorrow. 100% boosts with those stepped up same game parlays. Plus, don't forget with that promo code CHGO, that $5 money line bet, $150. And tonight's DraftKings King of the Game. Could have gone in a few directions. Could have gone with Dragic, who was big off the bench tonight. Could have gone with Vooch, who I thought had a pretty strong game. But we settled on the man who got his first start in a while tonight, Javante Green. There you see the stat line tonight, 13 points, four boards, and a team leading plus 11 in that plus-minus column helped them mount that comeback uh, in the fourth quarter to get the Bulls back in that game. Had a couple of big, awesome and ones, too. I mean, usually you see Javante with the high-flying dunks and the alley-oops and stuff. That's always fun and great, but he had some impressive and one finishes at the rack tonight, too. So that's it. That is Javante Green, your DraftKings Sportsbook, king of the game. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up. Mm. Javante played so awesome, man. I Love mean, that, man. It was, it was just awesome. Like, honestly, from the beginning, from, from the onset, from the jump street, you just saw him cutting to the bucket and getting to the free throw line. And that's very key. Uh, again, if that's what the Bulls do best, then that's what you have to have in there. It's guys who can draw fouls and get to the free throw line because what they do best is, is attempt free throws and make free throws. So if that's your thing, yeah, you got to have that lineup in there, man. So we'll see what it looks like going forward. Um, Next game, as we talked about, uh, is the Sacramento Kongs. Kong, 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 Kong. Those Kongs are next. Yes, man. Like the beam. Yes, like the beam for the Kongs. Um, do you think the Bulls will stick with this lineup? Uh, Matt, I'll start with, do you think the Bulls will stick with this lineup or will they change it? How, how do you feel it's going to go? You know, it's interesting, you know, I think maybe Billy's decision, and I haven't seen all of his quotes yet from postgame about why that decision was made. We, we touched on the, the Patrick Williams thing, but I think partly also it was putting the speed and defensive uh, abilities of Alex Caruso and Javante in there to try and slow down this high-flying, fast-running Warriors team, this Warriors offense. So maybe part of it was matchup-based in that sense from Billy's line of thought tonight. But, I mean – Based on what I saw tonight, if I'm Billy, I think I'm trying that again. Uh, you know, matchup dependent. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think about that King, that King's front line. Like, as if Billy would say, "Oh, you know what? I want a little bit more size uh, in my starting lineup tonight compared to the Warriors." I don't necessarily see them that way. You know, I know people say that Sabonis is a really, uh, you know, intimidating physical presence, um, but. I, I think I'm. I think I'm trying this at least once more, and also seeing if it can light a fire under Io and Patrick for another game. Because you mentioned Dave, Io got off to a strong start, uh, and here's his first in off the bench tonight. Still kind of a dud game from Pat for the most part. I, I, you know, if I'm Billy, I'm probably running this same starting lineup out there again on Sunday. Will, yeah, I totally agree. I think the. Uh... Part, part of it, as you said, Matt, is, is matchup-based. Like, you're talking about a team that plays relatively small. Um, I don't think it would have been crazy to have Patrick out there guarding Draymond, but you definitely want your very best defensive player to to guard Steph. Um, like I said, I've been saying this since the beginning of training camp. I think your best five is Caruso, Levine, DeMar, Javante, and... Booch, I think that's the lineup that you got to run with. I also said pregame that like they've only played a couple of possessions together. You need a, a bit more of a sample size to really make um, a determination about how good that group is. 
Um, the the Kings play like a normal sized lineup. Like they they kind of have Barnes and Keegan Murray out there as forwards. So it's not like they're you know doing the the Sabonis and Miles Turner experiment that the Pacers did while while he was still in Indiana. Um, I, I think that's kind of the move. Um, the only other thing I could think of is like, what about Dragic instead of Caruso? What about it? What about it? Yeah, that's, about that's it? honestly the one I want to see was I wanted to see uh, Dragic running that point with the starting lineup. I just want to see it. I, I want to know mm-hmm. what it looks like um, before I just say, okay, forget it. Or, okay, yeah, you should do this. I I, I just really want to see it because I think it's something there. But I, don't, I, I think I want to see it. But I think they'll stick with it uh, strictly because, one, you're going up against uh, De'Aaron Fox. And De'Aaron Fox is no joke <laughs> at all. That dude, that's a 25 and 8 dude, okay? Like, he is no games at all, and you're going to need some defense on there. So, Alex Caruso starting out on him, I think that's going to be your best decision right there. Because you can't, I don't think Dragic is your yeah. decision. Plus, Dragic is hard, but he ain't staying in front of De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> yeah, at all. No time soon, man. Like, he's going to be a problem. Um, yeah, and I think, and also, I'm, I'm definitely concerned uh, about Herter and the three-point shooting of the Kings because Mike Brown, who is a really, truly excellent coach, uh, has that offense humming, and that ball movement is serious. Uh, that they that they uh, the way they rotate and get to those open shooters, man, they're fun to watch. And guys like Malik Monk are, are really thriving. You know what I'm saying in this offense. So you're gonna need those guys who can get out to those shooters because tonight. Even though, you know, they're the Warriors, okay? Their rotations are going to be perfect. Like, that's just what it is. That's that's how it rolls, man. I don't care unless you're just an elite team. You know what I'm saying? And, and the Bulls are not elite yet. But I like the fact I, I, how the Bulls were rotating. I just liked it. I liked how they were rotating on, on several things. As the game went on, I should say. I liked how they were rotating on, on those possessions. Like, And then they kind of learned and kind of caught a couple things they were doing in that fourth quarter where they wouldn't. You know, the Warriors are great at making you gravitate to them and then get hitting you with that pass and then hitting you with that other pass. You know, they're really excellent at those kind of things. In that fourth quarter, the Bulls started to kind of get with that. That's why you saw a couple of those steals occur and a couple of those runouts start happening because uh, the Bulls kind of figured that out. You know what I'm saying? But again, they're not they're not at that elite level where they can win, you know what I'm saying, doing stuff like that yet. But I think against the Sacramento Kings, you can – you can provide, you can get some winning done doing the defense that I saw tonight. Yeah. The the thing about the Kings is that they're playing, their offense is like humming at a historical level, yes. historical level. Okay. They were uh, back when the bulls played the Celtics and they, they held them to like a really low offensive rating. It was one and two top of the league, but not just top of the league, top of the NBA history for single season offensive rating. They've cooled down a little bit since then, but just won a game like 137 to 114. They're fifth in the NBA in offensive rating. They are incredibly tough to, to stop. They run. They shoot a ton of threes. Kevin Herter is like 2015 clay. Uh, I mean, they're just like they're they're shooting a ton of threes. They're switchable. They're versatile. Um, this is this is not like a, you know, a normal regular Kings game of the last 20 years, but um, this is a game the Bulls kind of need. We talked about this road trip and what what expectations we had from them in terms of record. I think we said like two and four would have been great. Um, but if you go out with terrible losses to the Suns giving up 50 to Booker, to the Warriors um, being down as many as 20, obviously they had the comeback and it wasn't like the worst loss in the world, but like that was a bad, that was a bad loss. Um, and then if you lose again to the Kings, you finish a road trip two and four, you've lost three straight. Um, that's a tough spot to be. So they, they have the ability, I think, here to turn things around um, on Sunday. Uh, it's a matinee game. It, it, it's kind of a game they just they need to get to, to flip the vibes back because after that that Warriors – or I'm sorry, the, the Bucks and Celtics games, that kind of saved them. But you can't just like – you can't let that slip away. You got you to gotta hang on to that momentum. They have an opportunity to come out of this road trip three and three. Like that would be huge. Yeah, it'd be colossal. Um, Matt, there's a question for you here uh, in the chat. Uh, someone says, be honest, that those pictures you have up are actually hiding holes in the wall that you have thrown your hats through. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. 
Nah, man. I mean, there's there's small holes where you know the the nails and or screws uh, are. You know, Matt, holding them. Matt off, never gets but... a security deposit back. He he never gets a security <laughs> deposit back. Dude. Honestly, no, I, I will tell you what, man, when I was moving out of a place in Wrigleyville, it's like 2017, 2018, my roommates and I were moving out. We had a dartboard on the wall and we thought we could prevent wall damage on stray darts with just a couple layers of that. You know, that like adhesive, very thin particle board. It's like not even particle board. It's kind of like cork board that's adhesive. Yeah, I know it. Did not work. We we peeled those off the wall and all of the drywall just crumbled away with it. Oh, wow. And we were like, oh, damn. This is like on move out day. We made this discovery oh. that we get to direct a wall. And so we just hastily spackled over the worst parts, filled in some holes with just chunks of spackle. And then somehow miraculously still got our security deposit back. We were ready to say wow. goodbye there. But wow. Yeah. But... And now, and now a I'm a homeowner, not renter, so I don't need to worry about security deposits anymore. There you are. A master Let's at go. work and a flex <laughs> for the end of the night. You feel me? A flex at the end. But there's one more question here. Uh, for Matt. <laughs> There it is. Thanks for the likes, y'all. Because that goes ahead. But here, Marcos has a question. He said, I am a fan of the White Sox CHGO podcast. And you and your guys and you guys podcast, no doubt. Thank you very much, Marco. Will y'all be a part of the CHGO takeover? Next Friday at the UC, Matthew Peck, you want to answer that question? Uh, yeah, I think we're kind of hosting it, aren't we? <laughs> so it's actually it's not this next it's Friday; 16th. it's the following Friday, two Fridays from now, Friday, December sixteenth, Bulls Knicks at the Madhouse. The party's going to start at Crossroads, the great sports bar across the street from us in our West Loop Studios. Party starts there, then we will all take a shuttle bus from there down Madison Street to the UC. And then we will all have our Bulls tickets and walk through the doors and then watch a Bulls game together. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Tickets are available. Um, diehard members, of course, get that great diehard discount for all of our live events such as this. And you can get your tickets through the CHGO Diehards events section of our all site or our website, allchgo.com. Uh, Non-diehards are also, of course, welcome to join us. You can get your tickets at the Eventbrite site. Both of those links are available at the top of our CHGO underscore Bulls Twitter page. Oh, we can't wait to see y'all there. And also, guys, on Sunday, tailgate, Bears, Packers, CHGO, we in the place to be. You see it right Justin, there on the screen. Justin's playing, you guys. Justin's playing. Well, then we might as well win. If he's going to play, I don't, then we might as right. well win. I don't know right. how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. I also don't know how I feel about the might as well win part. I mean, it is Packers. I would love to get a W against them as much as I'm loving this tank that the Bears are pulling off right now. Oh, it's static about it, Matt. Don't get me wrong. I'm ecstatic about a tank, but this is the only game I wanted the Bears to win. It was because I wanted Justin Fields to have a signature victory. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's, but if, if they don't win, I promise you I'm going to sleep it's a win, like win. a baby. Whatever happens, whatever happens, they win. Yes, mm-hmm. and whatever happens – you guys are going to win because you're going to come hang with us. Starts at 8.30, all-inclusive on your drinks, all-inclusive right. on your food. Make sure you go get your tickets. Hit that allchgo.com. Hit that. Uh, is it the Am I saying that? The Evite Bright? Am I saying that right? Event Bright. Thank you very much. The Event Bright. Make sure you hit that up. Get your tickets, man. Come hang out with us. You got two sets of tickets. You either just get the ticket there. Or you get the ticket with the parking and not have to worry about parking in Soldier Field because you know that is a hassle, ladies and gentlemen. All right? So either way you want to do it, we're going to be there representing. Come represent Witness, man. It is always, 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 always a good time. Will, how many tailgates have, have you been to here uh, for CHGO? I, I've been to one, and I will be going – I'm looking at the, the clock in the corner of my computer screen, and it's saying mm-hmm. Saturday. I was going to say I'm going tomorrow. It is tomorrow, technically, but it's 12 it is tomorrow. tomorrow, and it I'm is trying tomorrow, to go to bed, and then yes. it will be tomorrow. Yes. But I still got to write, so let's drink a Celsius, and um, let's get this one. <laughs> 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 
Yes, yeah, so Will tried uh, to drug me yesterday with the Celsius. He did that. <laughs> hey, uh, shout out to our friend C Red UK. Uh, what up, y'all? I saw that question of yours saying, "Is it's it's a, such a good idea for Peck to go to a Bulls Knicks game in person?" I have never gotten into trouble going to a Bulls Knicks game in Chicago. Chicago. I only just got thrown out of Madison Square Garden that one time I went to a Bulls Knicks game, but that was in enemy territory. Yeah, we don't got to worry about that. Sorry for another podcast. Yes, yeah. and a great story at that, but. We got to wrap this up because Grandpa Will's got to get his sleep, man. He's got to get so the true. rest, all right? But thank y'all so for joining true. us, man. Thank y'all for rolling with us. We have nothing but the utmost love for you guys, for everything that y'all tell us about our show and everything that you yell at us about. We love it all, man. Keep giving it to us. We're going to be here, y'all. Next Bulls game on Sunday against those Sacramento Kongs. Let's kick the beam in the ass and make sure that thing don't go shooting up in the sky. I don't want to see it, y'all. Let's get this victory. For my man, Matt Peck, who you can follow at Bulls underscore Peck. My man, Will Gottlieb, the adult in the room. You can follow him at Will underscore Gottlieb. I am Hit Big the Dave like, Matt. folks. Bow, sports. Hit that like. Come hang with us December 16th. Come hang with us at the tailgate on Sunday, y'all. Shout out to my man, Steven, at the controls, doing his damn thing, sir. All love to everybody. Thanks a million. We out. Peace. Go USA. first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com